Believe it or not, Buccaneer football training camp starts next month. And joining us on the Suncoast Morning Magazine is the play-by-play voice of the Bucks and Florida State Seminoles, one of the legends in the business, Gene Deckerhoff. And Gene, our producer, Jessica, represents FSU proudly. He's a recent alum and member of its women's track team. How are you this morning? Uh, doing wonderful. And uh, tell her that uh, where the countdown is underway. It's less than 13 weeks until Florida State kicks off the season against Miami in the Orange Bowl. It's uh, on, on September the 6th. Hey! And uh, so uh, you're going to put on that garden and gold, start cheering here very quickly. Oh, go. I put on that garden and gold every day. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Do you cover any of the track and field, uh, Gene? You know, I, I, I uh, have to say that I don't. I, I've, I've been to some track events, uh, particularly when I, when I was a reporter and uh, sports anchor at Channel 6. Uh, I guess the highlight, watching Walter McCoy run the... Uh, uh, hurdles, uh, one, of, one of the best that's ever run at Florida State, and uh, watching Ron Stark enter, uh, entertain the entire uh, Metro Conference with his prowess in the decathlon events. Of course, Ron Stark was a punter mm-hmm. for the Seminoles and did uh, had an ex- extremely long and uh, very profitable career in the uh, National Football League as a punter for the Indianapolis Colts primarily. Now, you've been busy recently with the FSU baseball broadcasts over the weekend. Give us an update. What's going on there? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's amazing. With uh, You lose two pitchers to injury that you thought were going to be the mainstays in your weekend rotation. You lose another one early last year to the uh, Major League Baseball draft. And then you have some injuries, and you've got a young team that's uh, got three freshmen in the lineup, and you go out and get waxed by Arizona State, swept uh, three in a row, and everybody's saying, uh-oh. Uh-oh, this, this program's never had a losing season in 57 years of playing baseball, but this, this, this has got... Uh, nightmare written all over it and uh, oh. all of a sudden they get hot in uh, uh, Salem, Virginia two weeks ago when the Atlantic Coast Conference Championship and then a four-team regional uh, outlast uh, the University of Central Florida which uh, by the way has two of the best pitchers I've seen in college baseball in a long time. Uh, Rice had three that went in the first round which is an incredible thing. That's I, right. I can't believe they, <laughs> they didn't win the they championship lost. again yeah. this year. I, know. I mean that's unheard of but uh, uh, FSU's baseball team will play at Fayetteville uh, beginning Friday, and they'll play the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Razorbacks had huge crowds at their regional last weekend, and so you figure a super regional is going—they're going to sell that place out, and it's going to be a, a tough place to go in and win. But hey, the Knowles haven't been to the College World Series in three years. It's about time to get back out there, and I, I, it's just amazing everything that uh, everything that happens good for the Florida State baseball team. The rest of the way is just uh, a, a very big plus. I'm, I'm very—I couldn't have been more pleased, uh, more proud to be a Seminole fan. Um, then uh, when Mike Martin suspended five players in a crucial game in the uh, uh, next to the last day of the ACC tournament, including the league's top hitter and the uh, Seminoles' best leadoff man for missing curfew, mm-hmm. playing stinking video games. Go figure that one out. <laughs> and uh, uh, and still winning a ball game uh, against North Carolina in the 11th inning, and then going on to beat Georgia Tech. A great day to be a Florida State Seminole. And uh, you'll be uh, on the broadcast. You can see it on the Sunshine Network locally here. Uh, well, uh, not, not, right? not for the Super Regionals. ESPN two years ago acquired exclusive rights. Is that right? Okay. Uh, for Super Regionals. Now, you, you start out with uh, the regional play. You had 16 regionals. You had eight number one, uh, eight, eight top seeds, one through eight. And you have eight Super Regionals being played this weekend. The winners of those Super Regionals, it's best two out of three, advance to Omaha, Rosenblatt Stadium, and the College World Series. Okay. And then, uh, will you be doing any of those games? No, huh? no. Okay, no. I saw you last week on Sunshine. I guess that was yeah, yeah. Original. We did, uh, in fact, uh, Sunday with UCF beating Florida State seven to five in game one, double elimination. UCF and Florida State had to play the the, the championship tilt. So we worked two games on Sunday. It was a long day, but oh, it was yeah. good baseball, a lot of fun. Of course, the Dolls put nineteen on the scoreboard in the 
in that second game, uh, UCF just co completely ran out of pitching. Jay Bergman's got an outstanding baseball team down there in Orlando, and uh, I expect to see them in regional play year in and year out. I guess last year was an anomaly. They did not make regional play for the first time in like five years. So there's good baseball here in the state of Florida. It's, uh, uh, South Florida's program a little down, I think, this year, but they always have been a tough team to, 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 to beat, particularly at home. Central Florida's solid. Florida International, uh, every now and then they slip down to Coral Gables and beat Miami at Mark Lake Stadium. They, they were in the uh, regionals. Uh, uh, Jacksonville uh, down here this year, but uh, Terry uh, Alexander from time to time uh, puts together a couple of good pitchers, and uh, they're tough to beat at home. So, And then what can you say about the Miami Hurricanes? They've won uh, four national championships. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our guest is Gene Deckerhoff on the Suncoast Morning Magazine. And uh, you actually started out in our neck of the woods in Brandon, didn't you? WTRL? Yeah, Brandon, the mighty 1490. Yeah, uh, yeah. At that time, WTRL, which I guess is the abbreviation for trail. And okay. we were located on the pier there in uh, Bradenton. You could look across to see the, 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 the metropolis of Palmetto. And, um, it, we, yeah, that was uh, those were the good old days. I started doing weekends and did my first uh, football broadcast, Manatee High School. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be doing we're gonna be doing the Cardinal Mooney games this yeah. fall here. So, uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. But, yeah, high school football down here is, is uh, incredibly uh, popular uh, with the, the fans. Uh, I grew up in Long Island, and it wasn't quite as big. You know, the games there might draw 1,000. Down here you can get three or 4,000 for a high school game. Well, they're generally having cocktail parties in the Hamptons on Friday yeah, night right. in Long Island. So, you know, the, you got the hoity-toity. I wasn't that far out on the island. Yeah, oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up just near Belmont Racetrack. Yeah, you so. know, uh, here in the South, the people people that do, do not live in the South, and and, and they just don't they don't understand. And, and you know, Florida, uh, Florida is just about as uh, rabid of high school football fans as the state of Texas. And, and you see, uh, I, I think uh, John Grisham has written a book or has published one already. I, I, I don't know. I, I wait till they come out paperbacks, by the way. But right. uh, on, on Friday night in a small town in, 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 te in Texas and following that high school football team, and, and, and it's almost a religion. Sugarland, Texas, just outside of Houston, uh, is one of the phenomenal high school programs in, in all of sport. And uh, I just can't imagine. I, I, uh, Bell Glade. USA Today said if you want to go to the best high school football game for environment and atmosphere on a Friday night, you go to Belglade mm. and watch that football team play. And, and, and you're not that far away from Belglade. I looked for that stadium two years ago. My wife and I were traveling to the Keys, and I drove around and around looking. I found the football stadium. And uh, I, even though there wasn't a game and the, the gates were locked, I just stood outside that fence and said, this is where it's the place to be on a Friday night if you live uh, if you live around the big lake, you know. That's oh, in a yeah. real rural area, too, isn't it? That's where my father's from. Yeah, it's there's a lot of water around there, folks. And, and Pahokee. <laughs> yeah, Pahokee. <laughs> Belgrade, sure. Now, uh, you obviously the voice of FSU. When do you start getting ready for football? Do you go to practice well, you, in you, the spring? You're always getting ready for football. Uh, I've got a fax machine, and I get emails on a daily basis from uh, one Buccaneer place. and So uh, you're updating your depth chart, and you're... Uh, getting ready for the NFL season. I guess uh, we're all going to have to have depth charts, and I put those depth charts on my webpage, genedeckerhoff.com, and they're available for fans that want to follow the Bucks and also any team that the Buccaneers are playing. I do the same thing for Florida State. And uh, uh, my depth chart right now, <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of names on there that I haven't seen play in the uh, pewter and red of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, including a new punter, Josh Bidwell. Uh, I see some familiar names, but an awful lot of new names that are going to be a part of this Buccaneer football team. And I had a chance to visit with Coach Gruden two weeks ago when I was down uh, in the Tampa Bay area, renewing my affiliation with the Buccaneers and the Buccaneer Radio Network, and uh, had a chance to meet Bruce Allen and visit with Coach Gruden. And uh, these guys are pumped, and, and I am too. Uh, I, I think that there's nobody on this planet that wants to win football games more than John Gruden does, and I, I, I fully think that 
last year was an anomaly. We had some injuries. We had the uh, the thing with uh, uh, number 19. We, we we had to fight through that thing. Plus, being the defending Super Bowl champions, you always have that target on your back. And not many teams have been successful. Look at the great New England team. New England, uh, golly, they win a Super Bowl, then the, they, they get knocked out first round of the playoffs and uh, the next year. But then the next year they come back and win another Super Bowl. Maybe that'll be the, the same sort of pendulum swing that we'll, we'll enjoy at Raymond James Stadium this year. I'm hoping so. Pra uh, camp, by the way, begins the last week in July, so we're about mm -hmm. six weeks away. And uh, been a lot of changes over the last couple of years with the Buccaneers. How do you see the quarterback situation? Well, I see, you know what? I'll tell you this. I, I, I told you I don't think uh, anybody on this, on this planet wants to win football games more than John Gruden. Uh, but uh, he also is a, a stickler for competition. He wants players competing. Don't get fat and sassy and figure you got the thing made. And uh, I, I think, uh, uh, number one, the draft of Chris Sims last year, they're going to bring him along slowly. But, uh, boy, he's a good-looking prospect and a uh, left-handed kid. He, he just stands tall in the pocket. And I think his best football is ahead of him. But uh, they're bringing him along slowly. But, God, I think there's an upgrade there with uh, Brian Greasy coming in and backing up Brad Johnson. And uh, there was speculation that there'd be another move or two in free agency, but none has transpired. And I think that was purely speculation. The offensive line has really been uh, uh, an area... That, uh, I know Bill Muir, I saw Bill when I was down at one Buccaneer place on uh, my visit there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I said, how many more offensive linemen are you guys going to sign? He said, as many as a coach will let me right. sign, <laughs> because he's just bringing in some quality players, and there's going to be tremendous competition in the offensive line, and, and, and so, you know, that's the quarterback's best friend. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, about... and, and, and the running game has got to get a little better, and I can't figure that thing out. I guess defenses have figured out how to stop runners. Uh, although you look around the league, heck, the league had a 2,000-yard rusher last year. I don't, I go, I go figure that one out. I can't. We, 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 we've never. We, you know, we're, we're, we're happy when we get a 900-yard rusher. That's right. <laughs> uh, if you follow what I'm saying, but uh, uh, I think that that offensive line, uh, with what Bill's trying to do, is one is going to be tough, gritty, and fast, and mobile, and it's going to. Uh, I think with the competition, these guys have got to work hard in the weight room and the offseason season, which they do. You know, we take for granted that you just show up on a football field ready to play at 200, 290 pounds, 300 pounds. The big guys probably have to work harder than the little guys and staying in shape year-round. By the way, I'm not in shape. No. <laughs> well, you got to be in some shape. I mean, you're doing double duty on most weekends at FSU and the Bucks. I mean, yeah. Well, well, what's well, your travel well, schedule well, like when you do those, uh, you know, Saturday night games and then you got a 1 o'clock on a Sunday? Yeah, in fact, I'm waiting. I call once a week this time of the year to uh, Florida State University to find out if they've got, a, they've got any kickoff times at all. And... Uh, they don't because it's all predicated on what television wants. Right. And uh, there, there's a couple of them. I'm, I'm certainly hoping that the Syracuse game is not a night game because the next day the Bucks play in New Orleans. That'll be a no-sleeper. Uh, a couple of other games sort of fit that mold. Uh, the, the Clemson game, I am really hoping, is not on ESPN, but it has been for five, four straight years since Bobby Bowden has been father versus son Tommy Bowden. And the first three years, Bobby sort of had his way with son Tommy. And then last year, Tommy snuck up there and knocked us out of the top five. Gene, can and, you hang uh, on just through the break? We'll bring it back. Yeah, right ESPN is going to do that game, I'll bet you. And uh, the next morning, i got to fly to Oakland. Okay, hang on through the break. We'll just finish right. up with you in just a couple of minutes. 848, our time here on the Suncoast Morning Magazine. Safe and fun for the whole family. WIBQ, Family Values Radio. Coming up on 852 on the Suncoast Morning Magazine, we're talking with uh, Gene Deckerhoff, play-by-play voice of uh, both the Buccaneers and the Florida State Seminoles. And uh, Gene, uh, kind of a little bit of sad news uh, last night about one of the women basketball players. Yeah, yeah and in fact, uh, the, the, the story yesterday came out. It, it, 
probably wasn't uh, uh, made public until uh, the uh, 6 o'clock news or the 5 o'clock news on local television last night, but uh, uh, a 19-year-old uh, Lady Seminole basketball player uh, had an aneurysm of the aorta while she was sleeping in her apartment, and uh, by the time the medics got there and got her to the hospital, she was dead about 3.15 yesterday morning. Oh, and wow. uh, it is very sad because uh, this is a, this is a player of the year in the state of Georgia that was a tremendous basketball player, and, and she came to school. And, and this is this is from reading the local news and, and following the local news on TV. I watched the Lady Seminoles play basketball, and a lot of the Lady Seminoles came to the men's games to cheer on the Seminole basketball team. And I'm, I broadcast those games. Mm -hmm. And uh, 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 Ronaldo Pierce from Ashburn, Georgia, just uh, outside Albany, Georgia, uh, had a brilliant future ahead. She was a parade all-American. And uh, family and friends, as you can imagine, in the entire Seminole Athletic Organization, and particularly the women's basketball team, is just devastated by this news. It's something that uh, uh, I can't, you can't explain it unless you're a member of the team and, and, and a close friend of yours passes away. And uh, I think all of, our, all of us uh, that, 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 that follow Florida State have to have a, a little prayer and say, say something uh, and pray for the family of uh, Ronaldo Pierce. It's, yeah. it's sad. Her mother and father, she had uh, she had siblings. Uh, you can imagine how devastated they are and her teammates. Very sad news. And one thing about FSU, uh, just as a New Yorker who lives down here, you can just tell the uh, alumni spirit of, of the university uh, is a strong one, isn't it, Jim? Oh, yeah. uh, oh, absolutely. A little bit more fervor than, uh, say, Columbia. Mm, that's true. <laughs> or NYU, I guess. Okay. NYU. I'll throw some of those big schools out. Yeah, I went to Adelphi, so. Did you? Yeah. yeah uh, the, 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 the college or the uh, cable company? Uh, the college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding you. No, you know, I, it, it's, it's Wednesday morning. Uh, we're in the uh, month of June. and uh, Is this kind of your already, uh, game? Uh, you asked me a question. When do you start getting ready for football season? I see, I've done the uh, uh, Florida State depth charts. I've uh, worked on the Miami depth charts, the North Carolina State depth charts. And uh, I told you I've updated uh, the, the Buccaneers' uh, depth chart at least through the most recent acquisitions. And uh, uh, it's, it's just continuing. I mean, I'm, I feel so like uh, the players I was telling you have to work on the offseason to stay in condition. I was going to say, when is your offseason, Gene? Uh, uh, well, I'm going to take a couple <laughs> of weeks vacation here coming out very shortly, and that, that, that's the offseason. Baseball and, uh, just ended uh, the, the regionals. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I do about eight to ten games a year baseball on Sunshine Network. Right. And uh, so that keeps you a little busy. You're doing your game preparation. You stay in the flow of, of what it takes to, to do preparation for a broadcast and then doing the actual broadcast. And it's, it's you know, uh, then uh, May ends, and that's generally it except for regional play. And uh, fortunately, we did a couple of regional games this, year, this, this, this past weekend. But uh, from now through... Um, uh, I guess August the 14th, when the Buccaneers kick off the uh, preseason with a game against Cincinnati, that's uh, that's the, my next play-by-play -play gig. Do you talk with uh, Bobby Bowden much in the offseason? You know, uh, we we I went to Coach's house. Um, oh, let me think. Two weeks ago, and we taped uh, the radio promo voice. I took some uh, portable uh, data equipment over to his house, and we did the uh, I write the promos, and we knocked out the voice. And I'm working on those right now, mixing the uh, sound effects, play-by-play -play clips, the music, and the cheerleaders, and uh, those will be. Uh, put on a, a, a CD and shipped to uh, host communications and distributed to our radio affiliates so that uh, uh, they can promote each and every one of the uh, football games. But I did that uh, two weeks ago, and I won't see Coach Bowden now until uh, he gets back uh, for preseason camp. He's taking a six-week vacation. He's down in Panama City. The entire Bowden clan is down there, Tommy and Terry and uh, the, the, the Jeff, the whole gang, Steve, uh, the two daughters and uh, sons-in-laws, and uh, the, the fellows are playing golf all day, and the ladies are at the beach or at the shopping malls, and uh, <laughs> they're all having a great time. That's that's a tradition 
and it's something I think is very uh, very special about Bobby Bowden and his family because uh, every year they get together. I mean, I, I'd like to take six weeks vacation. I yeah. can't, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, you know. There's a lot of folks that aren't that family-oriented in this world, and uh, to, to, to get uh, 21 grandchildren and uh, uh, all of your sons and your, your daughters and uh, the families together for, uh, you know, two, three, four weeks, whatever it is, I, I think that's great. And that's what he does every summer. So I won't see Bobby now until uh, probably the end of July. A lot of people aren't aware that Bobby Bowden in the offseason goes around and preaches at local churches, and I happened to see him do that here a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. job. I've got an interest. Uh, the town of Falatka, where my wife is from, uh, is just south of Jacksonville, about 50 miles, and Coach Bowden was scheduled. Now, this is when he's in the middle of his tour, his speaking tour, where he's doing about uh, 26 cities, golf tournaments, uh, speaking on the banquet circuit, talking about his football team. But he'll fly from uh, Tallahassee or from wherever he is, to uh, uh, give testimony and actually get up in the in the pulpit and, and preach on Sunday mornings, and he does that gratis, no charge, and he's glad to do it. Yeah, and, he did uh, So the entire town of Palatka First Baptist Church was awaiting uh, with with bated breath, as they say, Bobby Bowden to come to their church and uh, uh, give his sermon and talk about family values and 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 how to be a good Christian, a good uh, and do what is right, and. Uh, Bobby's plane was fogged in, not where he was. It was clear, and in Palatka, it was clear, but the plane couldn't get out of where it was supposed to get out of to pick him up. And so uh, instead of being at the early 8 o'clock or 8.30 service, the 9 o'clock service, uh, 9.30, he, he still wasn't there, and uh, the preacher was doing his best to sort of fill, and uh, Bobby got there almost uh, about 11.30, so he had missed... Uh, uh, two services that he was going to try to get to uh, as part of that day, but no, he does that. And used to, I used to uh, when I when I produced his television show and needed to get him in front of sponsors. It was easier for Bobby to get to a church on Sunday than it was for me to get him to sit down in front of a CEO That's of a company right. that I'm trying to get to sponsors' <laughs> TV show. I can tell you that. Gene, uh, yeah, Bobby's quite a man. They uh, broke the mold when uh, he was created. Gene, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. We're just about out of time, and we're going to do it again when you have a few minutes and right. uh, do a little preview on the Bucks, maybe. Yeah, go Bucks, go Noles. Great. Right. Okay, thanks, Gene. Uh, All right, 8.58 our time here on the Suncoast Morning Magazine here on this uh, Wednesday. Be right back with a whole lot more after the 9 o'clock news.